Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Didn't I tell y'all to stop playing and fold up these clothes? Yes. Well, why didn't you get it done? Because we don't know how. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip as we get into more practical motherwit wisdom today as we talk about knowing what but not how. I'll see you on the flip. All right. Thank you for joining me today. We're going to be really getting getting into some practical stuff because it is about to be where a lot of people are thrust into having to conduct their daily work with little to no preparation. Now, I am not saying that you do not know how to be confined, sheltered in, and still work or live your life. I'm not suggesting that. I'm simply here to try to present to you some food for thought, wisdom to to feed your soul, to help you to consider. And when I'm working on what I'm going to talk about with these podcasts, there will be times when something comes across serendipitously that gets me to take a look at it. And one of the things that happened just recently actually had to deal do with um, something that I'm, I'm actually working on with students, clients, whatever you want to call them. And it is knowing what to do, but not how to go about doing it. Now, in my line of work, we have these pithy little statements that we like to say, these catchphrases. And one of the biggest catchphrases of them all of recent years has been the who, not the what. And what that is, is that's a catchy little phrase to try to remind people like me that we can't do it all. And that whenever possible, do not try to figure out how to do something as much as you try to figure out how to understand its premise enough to be able to hire a who, who it's their job to know the details so that you can gain leverage and not be a corkscrew, a a cog in in the wheels of your own system to slow you down. But what do you do when that's not applicable? When you have to just kind of do what you do and you can't really outsource it. And so that's what the main question is that we're going to be hacking on today and uh, looking for, not looking for, (laughs) excuse me, presenting wisdom smacks to help us navigate this uncertain terrain. And that brings me to the first point. Confusion, um, cloudiness, uncertainty, 
All of those things that keep us from a direct forward path to what our goal is or even just our next step is one of the biggest things that keeps us from being able to achieve what it is we're supposed to do. And it's one thing, like I said in the A part, it was one thing for my mom to tell us, you know, what to do. But it was another for us to actually know how to do it and how to go about doing it. And I have this love-hate relationship with this word called just, J-U-S-T. You know, when I use it, I cringe because I'm like, just seems to take away so much valuable information, empathy or whatever. When someone tells you just do something, it's almost condescending. It's almost like, well, why don't you show me? (laughs) Why don't you, you know, give me some steps? And just also is kind of like saying, well, don't you already know how to do this? And it makes uh, assumptions about what people are able to do. So today we are really not going to try to use just, and we're going to take the long way around and get into some specifics about it. And so starting with Getting clarity, getting a sense of where to start is the first order. When you wake up in the morning and when you face your new normal of you're going to be working unassisted or you're going to be trying to figure out how to how to survive, how to thrive, how to make a livelihood in a world that is topsy turvy and up up is now down, side is now left and nothing makes sense, the first thing to do is to get to the point where you lock down and hold on to two things, what you know and what you're certain of. And I didn't believe that it could be that simple um, until I had to find my grounding and figure out how do I self-manage every day? How do I get projects completed? How do I take care of myself when I am not working for a corporation? And I wish I could tell you, oh, it's going to be really simple and you're going to solve this today. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's not because this thing, and I'm pointing to my head, this thing called our brain um, is made to be the original machine learning. It's made to learn from its experiences. And if you've never had the experience of doing this very thing that I just talked about, you're going to be sunk. And when I say sunk, it's going to take a minute. Um, That is why we've been harping on building the neural pathway of high adaptability and everything we've been talking about, being able to turn on a dime, being dropped in a new environment and acclimating quickly because the time is now, it is upon us and that is what is required. And so being able to get to the point where you can know what you know and be certain of something is a hack, a shortcut, um, a way for you to move forward. And you might be saying, well, what do I know and what can I be certain of? You know, (laughs) it is as simple and as hard as knowing who you be. Sometimes I just have to say my name. My name is Michelle Spiva. That I am certain of. 
I know that. And I can even say, and I am the Michelle Spiva who has written over 60 books, published over 40. I am the Michelle Spiva who has worked for myself independently for 15 years. I am, you know, and I go through those things. Sometimes I'm actually saying them in clinging faith and hope that by hearing them, they will buffer my certainty and my knowing. But I will tell you, just like the podcast that we did a little bit ago, that the answer is in the knowing. They have, they meaning researchers and uh, people who use this as their job to look at human productivity, human psychology, and what makes us tick, have done actual studies and uh, measurements. And it is to, it's to the point that certainty overrides reputation. Say, for instance, you don't have a reputation or you've ruined your reputation. One of the fastest ways back is to have a certainty and a self-confidence and a knowing, a knowing, yes, to do what it is you're going to do. And people eat that stuff up. They love it. It's catnip. They can't get enough of it. So that's going to be one of the first things is decide, even if it's just a smidgen of a sliver of a hope decide what it is that you know and what it is that you're certain of. Now, don't go lying about stuff that you've never done. If you've never done something like uh, achieve something within a 24-hour day, you're going to cause some schisms in your programming. Do what you can to get as close to something that will help buffer you. The other day I talked about going back through your through your life and looking for times that you did something that in hindsight proved to be very wise and latching on to that. In the psychotherapy world that's called ego strengthening where you help someone to find a time when they did something right and personify that action as the person who is going to guide them and help them. And so that they can latch on and anchor to that part of them of themselves to make it through their daily world. And it works. And it's kind of the same thing that I'm telling you now. When you are faced with having to do something, it's not enough to know. How many times have you heard people say it? Or maybe you can be honest and say that you've said it. Something's not going right. You go to someone who's in the know and then they start telling you, what's wrong? And all you can say is, well, I know that. I know that. I know that. Yes. Knowing and doing and knowing how to do it are separate things, completely separate things. And it's going to be tested whether you're ready or not. So this is kind of like a loving wisdom smack to help infuse and imbue you with hope and inspiration so that you can get motivated to tackle and get started. Another thing about being of knowing and being certain, it will help you to become more, more honest with where you are. Some people hate to admit that they don't know what they're doing or they don't know where to start or that they're, they're stymied on what to do. And you only cripple yourself. Have you ever sat down, and I'm asking this already knowing the question, but have you ever had to sit down and know that you had a a report to do, or you had a product to put out? Well, I'm talking about my life, or (laughs) you had a report to do at work or, or something, and you knew what it was. Maybe you've even had to do it before, 
only to realize that when you sit down this time, you run in circles. You don't know how to start. Everything that you do is like, oh, it, it, it drives you into a wall. I can't give you all the answers of how to attack it, but I can give you some starting points. When you feel that way, what I would like for you to do is to get it, get to the point where you learn these, I like to, I like to call them, uh, you know, the, the four basics of how to get yourself to get something done. And I use these all the time as reminders because these are things that I found that I have to do to get my head around big concepts. So they're going to be when you have to work on something or produce something or you have to be something that you've never been before. These are things that you got to focus on. You got to focus on knowing what and how to learn. And so that means that you've got to strip out all of the nice to haves, all of the rabbit trails, and you've got to go to the mandatory minimums of what it takes to operate and do what it is you're supposed to do. So the Michelle of eight o'clock in the morning should not be the Michelle of five o'clock in the afternoon because Michelle in the morning is going to figure out what to learn. How do I do that? Well, the first thing I do is I use the what, when, why, where, how, and who. Um, they, those questions, when in doubt, just use that. Start there and fill out what you can. So if it's a, if it's a particular topic or something, I start filling out the what, when, why, where, who, um, how, and, you know, uh, if I missed any, because I'm saying these off of my head, off the top of my head, but you get the, get the gist of it. Fill out what you can. So that will help you to get to the point where you know where to start looking, what to learn. You'll start to figure out who are the reputation holders in a particular area. Who are the people moving and shaking and advancing the technology if that's applicable? You'll learn usually, and this is the funny thing that that baffles me. I've got to, not baffles me, but it, it baffles me that it always seems to happen the same way. When I'm trying to learn something new or, or gain an understanding of an industry or a process, I always remind myself that the first thing, no matter how official it looks, is usually not going to be the cutting edge or even the most efficient and effective. It always appears that just like my grandmother's analogy of people being like the ocean where the trash rises first and the treasure stays sunken, the same thing with these types of um, uh, endeavors that I take. I have to go digging. I have to get, and it's kind of like you have to pay these dues of getting an understanding of what the low-hanging fruit and what the normal uh, person of everyday you know, stature and um, cursory understanding of a subject would, you know, count as being in the know, that's going to be the information that you usually encounter first. It's uh, regurgitated and vomited up on many blogs and, and people just saying the same old, same old rehashed, maybe a different, slight, a slightly different format. But then with repetition of looking through these, every now and again, you'll catch a spark of something that's slightly different or that gives a new re uh, reference where you can dig down a little bit deeper 
and you're able to get into another realm, another level deeper until you get down to the point where you're like, okay, so this is really where the people who do this, who know this are pushing it and advancing it and and the like. And that's what I do when I'm learning how to learn of what it is that I need to present, what it is I need to know, and what it is that I need to convey. After that, after you learn what and how to learn the fastest way possible by using those, uh, you know, what, when, why, where, how, and who, then know how to think about it. When we are trying to get our heads around how to get started on something, part of the befuddlement that we have is that we don't know what to think. We don't know what side of an argument or a stance to take. We don't have a clear-cut belief system in how to commit to this, how to get started with it. And I will tell you, having the knowing that you can do it, our belief in the knowing that you can do it and the confidence to pull it off, it will help you uh, to be, be determined enough to know what to think, but it won't do all the work for you. So you also have to know how to think. And I'm going to just cut to the chase. When in doubt, stick it out in the middle. Do not try to think on one side or another. There really are no no villains and angels on either side of an argument when you're just coming to it because you don't know enough to be critical enough to pick a side. And just because someone is very persuasive and influential with the way they set a tone and and dictate your mood does not mean that they are the right side that you will eventually land on. So stick close to the middle. Be as non-biased as possible. And this will help you to learn how to think. Take what all sides are saying and process them, filter them and pick your pros and cons for each. And you're going to start to see how marvelous that mind of yours is, where it can start to string together a pretty good understanding of where you fall on something. And it'll be an educated uh, stance on it if you do the work. The next one is now we've already talked about learn how to learn, learn how to think. And then this one is learn how to work. This is one that I'll be honest with you, I always have to uh, fight with this one. And it's because my natural wheelhouse is to dig in and get down in the depths and then come up and get excited by the bright and shiny. I am a a true hedge fox. Um, I will fixate on something and then I'll go out on, you know, into the 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 wide, shallow parts of all of its periphery, and I get enamored with the curiosity and the study of things. But there comes a time when you have to learn how to put in the work. And when we're talking about the work, the work is the actual gathering and doing stuff and not just being titillated by your findings. It's where you are gathering your information. Think of it as the boot uh, the the uh, foot soldiers that go out and actually do the work of the generals and the lieutenants. And it's not as easy for us to move from being the, uh, the mastermind to, to being the foot soldier. It takes different skills, different frames of thought to actually put your plan into action when you're doing the work. And so the next one is, is to learn how to be productive. Learn how to turn your work into productivity. That one right there. That one right there. Between learning how to learn, learning how to think, learning how to work, 
it's a big old gulf between learning how to work and learning how to be productive. I am guilty of a whole bunch of busy work. And when I look back on my day, I'm like, what have I gotten done? And I get frustrated. But then I go back to these four tenets that I have to remind myself. And y'all, I'm going to tell you, I have a a little uh, board up above my computer where I tag things on for my visions. And I write these down so that when I get frustrated, I've got my who, what, when, why, where, and how tacked up there and on another and I do them on little postcards and on the other one I've got these four learn how to learn learn how to think learn how to work and learn how to be productive and with this productivity productivity is the culmination of what you've learned thought and produced with a clarity of how you're going to do what it is you do so productivity, when in, in my best guesstimate, when I'm being productive, what I'm doing is I am enacting all of the things that I have, uh, the choices I have made and the decisions that I'm standing by to produce. It's kind of like if you ever have had to do a research paper. And I, in hindsight, I would tell any, any kid in school, learn how to do a research paper because they're they're actually teaching you how to be productive. Because what's the first thing you got to do? You got to learn how to go and figure out what are the best resources to pull from. Then when you pull all of these note cards and resources and stuff, then you got to learn how to think about it, how not to be persuaded by one uh, side of an argument. And you got to stick in the middle as close as possible. Then after that, you have to then decide which parts of the data that you've collected deserves to be recognized and touted and focused on and showcased. And that's part of the work. And then you got to be productive. And productive is, is you've got to develop a streamlined argument, report, uh, understanding, documentary, video, blog, blog, uh, podcast of what you've come up with that will produce your, your desired outcome. And so research papers, those are powerful. I remember a long time ago, I read uh, one of those, I think it was one of the dummies books on how to, how to do a research paper. And it took you through these processes. And I'm so glad because subconsciously, I know I pull from that in, um, my 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 work day to be able to produce things. People are like, how do you write books? How do you co- do curriculums? How do you train people? How do you do a podcast every day? And it is because of learning how to do this stuff because it's a difference from knowing what it is that you want to do and how to go about doing it to producing. Um, I even say when I see someone who has actually written and uh, published a book, and I see people flippantly say, oh, I wasted my time and they give them a bad review. I always want to know, well, where's the book that you've done? Because if you've ever gone through this process, they deserve kudos for getting the book published because it is more than a notion. And because it takes these types of skills. So with this, how, you know, knowing how, I mean, knowing what, but not necessarily how, Today, I want you to understand that it is not going to necessarily be a home run when you start your day and when uh, you attempt to get things done because this is possibly going to be a new setting and it's going to require new skills that you possibly never had to encounter before. But 
Don't get frustrated. Don't get upset because you don't do it as well as you would have hoped. Don't even get flustered if you turn around in circles for a little while and and feel like you want to give throw up your hands. Just go back. Not just fool. Whoop, we said we weren't going to say that word. I want you to go back and I want you to start with what is it that I need to know or learn or become familiar with to be able to give or do or produce what it is I'm expected to give, do, or produce. The next thing is what do I think about it? Um, How can I gather the different arguments, understand them enough to come up with a fairly educated understanding of them? And then if I'm not well-versed in this, pick a stance that can appreciate all the different uh, sides. After that, how do I work through to pick out what is going to be the points, what are going to be the points that I focus on, that I present, and that I use to take someone from uh, where I start at the beginning to where we end with an outcome? And then how do I be productive? What steps do I take to take all this information, this knowledge, this whatever it is to produce the desired goal, product, outcome? and That is basically how you go from knowing what to do to knowing how to do it and doing it. And it is a skill that is going to be ongoing. What I would hope is that if you have opportunity to do this and you find that you're turning around in circles and you find that you're like, I could do it when I'm at my desk at work. I don't know why I can't do it now. It's nothing wrong with you. You're you're not, you know, having any kind of schisms, isms, or fits. It's simply that you are having to access a new region that the brain is not familiar with. And I'm going to tell you, brain activity is simple. It's kind of like ones and zeros in computer programming. What is known is good. What is unknown is bad. So even if something is good for you or healthy, If it is unknown to you and you've not done it before, there is a mechanism within you that fights against the new because the new could be dangerous and the new could harm you. And our prime directive is to survive, thrive, and multiply. And so you have to keep working to train your lower base self to recognize that you see I'm doing this and it's not causing me any harm. If anything, it's helping me to get better. And you do it enough times so that your mind, your brain activity and everything within you starts to recognize that this is now known, aka this is good. And you will be able to continue to do it with less resistance, with less frustration, and you will have emotion, healthy emotional reactions to it. But you got to push through. You got to keep going. Yes, you're going to mess up. It's not going to look good when you first start. And that doesn't mean that you can't get it. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It simply means that you are now using a different set of skills, a different area of your brain, different viewpoints, different disciplines even to get done what you what it is that you need to get done. And always remember this, that no matter what, we are first natural, then spiritual, meaning that we are first uh, the primal part of us. We are that humanity who feels and bleeds and has a heartbeat. And so 
when you encounter anything, do not discount the emotional impact and toil, toll, excuse me, toll that it's going to have on you. In all of these steps that I've given you, the biggest one, and I wanted to leave it closer to the end so that if you didn't remember anything else, you would remember this part. And that is that you have to deal with your mental stance. Your mental stance should be one of flow. You should always remind yourself to give yourself some slack because your mind is always moving and creating and changing to keep you healthy. Because stagnation and stopping and sets <laughs> uh, and being set in your ways is not going to do you any good. So the discomfort you have is because your mind, your brain is acknowledging that, oh, you want us to do something new and this doesn't feel good. So we're going to fight you. But if you keep doing it and, and it doesn't kill us, then we're going to accept it as being good because it'll be known that this is this is part of what we do now. So I want you to keep with that. Be aware that you're going to have anger issues pop up, depressive issues, you know, well, why do I even bother or, or whatever. Please don't get into this not to a nihilistic mind, uh, um, uh, 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 mental narration. You remember we talked about uh, narrative decline, that, you know, all is lost. No one is going to do anything. Do not tell yourself uh, stories where you don't win. Do not tell yourself stories where there is a, bl- a bleakness of the future. Always remember that today is great. Tomorrow is awesome. Today is great and tomorrow is awesome. No matter what happens the next day, today is great. Tomorrow is awesome. And keep going there. And you'll you'll figure out, when you, especially when you look back, that the days were truly great. And a lot of them were awesome. I need you to know that you can do this. I need you to believe it. And I need you to be aware that your your emotional game is going to be that secret weapon that helps you make it through. And hey, when you continue to work and do, even though it might not be as proficient, effective, or easy as it is when you're in your normal habitat, understand you're picking up new skills, you're picking up new training, um, new ways of looking at life and achieving and learning. And that's a good thing. And so let me recap this real quick as we're we're coming to an end. When you are trying to do what it is that you know to do, but you're feeling stymied, you're feeling like it's overwhelming, it's too many spinning plates, even if you've done it before and you're coming up against some walls, first and foremost, do a simple exercise by grabbing onto the smallest sliver, as long as you can stand 10 toes on it and believe it without doubt or shaking. Find things that you know about you and that you are convinced about you. Even if it means I know my name and I know that I am not a quitter. Those are things that you can stand up to because being confident is going to be what gets you through. Then those four things of how to learn, um, how to learn, how to think, how to work and how to produce are going to help you use the what, when, why, where, how and who to help you get get all of the, the thoughts wrangled in to figure out what's most important and what's nice to have. And then. Remember that clarity 
comes from doing and getting better. You're going to, you're not going to be good at first, but when you continue to be good, I mean, to do things, you get better. And that means that your brain stops fighting you and it starts relaxing and saying, oh, this is known and known equals good. So I want you to go out there and know that you know that you know how to do this. My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.